You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Well, hello, renovators, and today we're back with episode nine of the mini series 14 Days to a New Bathroom. Bernadette Jansen here, and today we're going to let the sparks fly. So, we're going to be talking about some electrical elements in your bathroom renovation. So, predominantly it's lighting. Okay, but there's a few other things to talk about as well, but let's talk lights. So when you are creating a new bathroom, you, you'll want to think about four types of lighting. So that's ambient lighting, task lighting, accent lighting, and then special or functional lighting. So ambient lighting, well, there was a time when you only installed ambient lighting in a bathroom. Often it would be a fluoro or a single pendant in the bathroom, but now we take it to a new level. And the reason we do that is because the bathroom offers more functionality than just for showering or bathing and washing. And so your lighting forms part of the aesthetic of the room as well as the function of the room. And so let's talk about ambient lighting first. So that's just the general lighting in the room. And generally, we um, go for downlights for ambient lighting. And these days, those downlights are LED. I really hope that halogen lights have been bred out of existence. I always used to think of them as the blowflies of the lighting industry. But LED downlights are very cost effective. And the beauty of them is that changing the light globe happens every 10 or 20 years. So they're very low maintenance and low energy so that they are very kind on your basics report. And in terms of purchasing them, usually with the downlights, I ask electrician to supply them because he is able to source a very cost-effective but good quality downlight. The only thing that might crop up is the the distance your ceiling space. So if you have a say a flat roof and you don't have a lot of ceiling space, the actual mechanism for the light, the back of the light, the bit that you don't see can be quite deep, so that can be problematic. So if you're purchasing the lights yourself, you need to know the dimensions of the ceiling space so you know you can purchase the correct downlight. You can get LED downlights that are very shallow, so it's not really a problem, but you just need to make sure that you've got the right one for your application. Next thing we want to talk about is Task lighting. So obviously there are some things that you do in that bathroom that may need some extra lighting and more around the mirror. So for putting on makeup, doing your hair, that sort of thing. And to have really good task lighting, the light needs to shine back on your face. So, you know, those the mirror lights in a dressing room, in a stage dressing room, you know, those great big globes up either side of the mirror, very effective, but pretty ugly. So, you know, whether you decide to go down that path or not is completely up to you. But if you are looking at task lighting, that's the sort of thing you're looking at. There are some mirrors that have the lights embedded in them. I think they're only marginally better, but 
that decision really is up to you. But it, it could also be just a matter of positioning your downlights in such a way that they're forward of your face um, when you're standing at the basin so that you do get quite good light on your face. The next type of lighting is accent lighting. And this is where we bring the wow into the bathroom. I really am a big fan of accent lighting because I think it just elevates the renovation that bit more. And a really simple tool you have to use is LED strip lighting. So as a minimum, would like to have an LED strip lighting running under the shaving cabinet so that it's under the cabinet so it backlights the, the cabinet or the mirror or just a backlit mirror so that it creates a quite an ethereal look, which I just think uh, creates a really beautiful bathroom. Now, LED strip lighting is actually a DIY product and you can actually, if you've got a PowerPoint within the cabinet, you can install it yourself. I actually like to get the electrician to do it so it gets wired into the lighting circuit. So you have some control over switching it from the door um, rather than having to open up the cabinet to turn the light on if you're wanting it on. And it really is just for show, but it's, it just does add another very nice element to your bathroom. The other type of accent lighting that I think is quite effective is pendant lighting. Sort of think of the pendant lighting as the jewellery, you know, you wear a pendant around your neck. If you put a pendant in the bathroom, you might put a pair either side of the basin. You might put it, you know, like I've seen chandeliers over the bath. It really is the wow factor. And I'll include some photos of pendants that we've installed. And so... Think about whether that might be appropriate for you. If you have pendants around the mirror, they can also double as task lighting because you're getting a nice clean light near your face. And it's also an opportunity to bring your design elements into the room. So, you know, you can choose a pendant that has, say, some, if you've got brass taps, you can use choose a pendant that has a brass, has some touches of brass or marble or whatever the materials you are using in the bathroom so it helps to layer those design features into your lighting and the last form of lighting that i will talk about is specialist lighting or functional lighting things like shower roses with illuminated shower roses and a really common type of lighting is the ixl tastic or neotastic three-way light heater and exhaust fan very practical addition to the bathroom because it will not only provide illumination and good illumination it'll provide a heater and a means of keeping the room dry and also an exhaust fan for taking out all the steam and moisture from the room now you need to be mindful of the fact that the cost to install that is going to be significantly higher because you're running three wires and not one back to the switch and if you're retrofitting and you don't have cavity walls, that will mean some chasing of the wall. And for those of you who don't know what chasing is, that's when the electrician will make a saw cut into the wall to create a channel to lay the wires in to get back to the light switch. And the other thing with the three-way light is once again, making sure you've got the ceiling space to receive that element because often they can be quite deep and they also need some ducting to duct the steam out of the room, so to the outside. 
Okay, so next thing in terms of electrical are heating elements. And so two things here, heated tower rails and heated floor. Well, in terms of heated floor, that's come a long way. So under tile heating, and I'm not going to talk too much about that. We don't have much of a need for it in Sydney, but if you're doing a reno in Melbourne or Tasmania or even Adelaide or South Australia, I should say, not just Adelaide, you will find that it could be a welcome addition to your bathroom. Cold tiles in the winter can be a bit chilly in those areas. And so basically the heating system is a mesh that goes into the bedding of the tiles and then you, you tile over it. So the only thing I will say is if you're planning to do that, you want to make sure that there's a there's wiring in so for the power supply to the underfloor heating. And generally you would install it in accordance with the, well, your electrician would install it and Tyler would install it with, in accordance with the manufacturer's recommendations. But the other thing is heated towel rails. And I think that there's a case for them almost everywhere, particularly in family bathrooms. If you've got a family, you know, using one bathroom, it's great to have a means of drying towels quickly. And they're relatively inexpensive. We install them in almost every bathroom, not everyone, but almost everyone. And so you can go for something that's just a plug-in and just need to make sure that there's a PowerPoint close by, or you can have it wired in, which is my preference, although I don't always do it. Once again, that depends on your budget. But if you are, either way, when you're purchasing the heated towel rail, you just need to know that you get left and right-handed versions of it. So the wiring goes in, you know, before the wall sheeting or before the tiling. So you have to choose the position of it in the rough in stage. So you want to know whether your towel rail is going to be left or right handed. So you get those wires in the right place because once the tiling is done, there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. And so the only other thing to talk about is PowerPoints or GPOs as they're known by the electricians. So the thing about PowerPoints is there is a building code requirement for them to be not close to water. I'm not going to talk about what that code actually says other than to say that there are zones. So there, depending on whether it's the bath or the sink, there you are required to stay outside a zones. Okay, so that's it for today. And before I go, I want to remind you of our competition. So if you would like a copy of Hot Off The Press, Secrets of Property Millionaires Exposed, in which I've been featured, I'm giving away some copies and what I would like you to do is to go over to iTunes and leave a review, take a screenshot of that review and email it to me at Bernadette at the school of renovating.com and I will send you a copy of the book. And once again, thank you for listening to this episode and tomorrow we've got the last one for this week in which we will talk about furniture in the bathroom. So look forward to meeting up with you again then. Take care. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.